following announcement has been paid for by the New World Order. You are now listening to Lucha Outsider Show, available on iTunes, SoundCloud, and anywhere you listen to podcasts. At Lucha Outsiders, everywhere. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, SoundCloud, and iTunes. Lucha Outsider Show. Congratulations. You played yourself. All right, here we go. Welcome to a mini-sode episode of the Lucha Outsider Show. I am the heel that seals the deal, the villain, stays chill, and the anti-hero of the IWC, your boy, Mr. Radar, and I am joined by my tag team partner. He's the analysis of the LOC. He's a straight shooter on Twitter, and when it comes to wrestling, he has a radar, and maybe he has FOMO from the mean streets of LI. Oh, you, had, you just had to do it, huh? Um, I do have FOMO. Uh, I've had FOMO for the past week. It's, uh, hey, it hasn't been fun, man. It really hasn't. This is why, uh. Let me tell you, FOMO's a real thing. Man. It really is. For, for those that are wondering, uh, that have not gone through it, it's definitely real. I, I will admit. <laughs> How are you, bud? How's everything, man? Yeah, I'm good. Uh, you know, besides that, can't really complain. Uh, you know, this week is going, and uh, it's yeah. going and going. <laughs> it, that's it, man. That's it's just the same shit every single week. So uh, that's why you know wrestling kind of gives us a well-needed escape from. All this other bullshit in reality. So, uh, yeah, unfortunately, didn't have that. But how are you doing? <laughs> Listen, your weekend looked awesome. The shows were so good. All right. So, before we get started, I normally, when we normally do like an episode, whether it's you and I or like when we're together as a unit with Leo, I normally do hashtag is Rebel Time, right? But right now, we are recording this as 1041 at night. There's no dynamite tonight on this Wednesday evening. So, I'm not doing a hashtag it's Rebel Time. I'm doing a hashtag it's tea time. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> don't want to drink Red Bull. No, um, right now. Yeah, unless it's like, unless like there's a new Japan show that we got to watch or whatever. That's the yeah. only time I'll drink Red Bull like at night. But yeah, I haven't been subscribed to the G1 this year, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, me neither. Um, kind of stinks, you know. I, I kind of like I see the clips all the time of like you know everything going on on Twitter, and I don't really feel like I'm missing out on much. But at the same time, it's kind of disappointing because like I do look forward to it every single year. So like not being in tune with it's just this year almost makes it seem like to me like it's not even happening but it is um i don't know who's in the lead i couldn't tell you what the standings look like or anything like that and you know as big of a new japan fan as i am like i just can't really say i really care either right now it's that's like i said i hate to say that but with everything else going on in wrestling uh it's just like new japan is really just taking a back seat to a lot of the other things it kind of feels like you're cheating 
on like a significant other or whatever because like i've been so subscribed to like obviously we're both new japan fans i'm listen i'm gonna go to new japan this weekend in philadelphia pan strong right they're, they're gonna be doing some tapings at the 2300 arena but this year it's just kind of like what you said there's so much shit going on i haven't been you know in tune with the g1 it's unfortunate i'm sure there's still there, there has been some good matches even though looking at the both blocks both block a and b they're kind of a I don't want to say a downgrade, but it's kind of, you don't feel that oomph. You don't feel like that excitement like you normally do every single year. And you can't even blame New Japan, you know, because they're in a tough spot. That's why we kind of have two separate brands when it comes to New Japan. You know, uh, we have the strong brand, you know, if you want to call it that, or New Japan US. And then you have New Japan, New Japan, which is still in Japan. But unfortunately, you don't really have those big stars, those gaijin, if you will. Like a Will Ospreay, like a Jay White. You don't have those stars, you know? So they're in a rough spot. You're kind of running two different brands. Yeah, I think that's kind of one of the um, reasons also why is that I'm not really into it this year is because there's no Jay White, there's no Will Ospreay, there's no John Moxley. Um, you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I love the, the Japanese roster that they have. But, I mean, I just feel like those those gaijin, like, they, they just make it more interesting, like the matchups, you know? Yeah. And without them, you have, you have guys like... Um, Tomatonga, Tonga Loa, uh, just guys that really don't belong in in the tournament. Chase Owens in there. Chase Owens is in the tournament. Right. Team. I mean, God. Yeah. I, the one thing I did see is he got an upset victory over Tanahashi. I don't know if you saw that. No, I didn't see that. Um, this is all oh. new to me. <laughs> yeah, like he he beat him like as clean as a, a freaking whistle right in the middle of the ring. And listen, no disrespect to Chase Owens because he's actually a good wrestler. The only thing is you. You know, just based on how he's been booked over the years in New Japan, it's just someone that you really don't take seriously like that. No, I mean, you know what his role is. His role right. is to just be the guy that really just eats pins, really, in multi-man tech matches. That's basically what his role is. Listen, been he's been forever. eating pins for Bullet Club since AJ was still in the group. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, hats off to him, man, because, like, he's still sticking it out there. I mean, don't get me wrong. I don't know where. Like, if he just left New Japan, I don't really know what company if any, would pick him up. Impact. But, um, yeah, right, Impact, or yeah, maybe Ring of Honor or something like that. Right. Um, but, you know, hey, hats off to him. He's, he's doing his thing, and if he's happy there, then, you know, that's cool for him. Oh, I'm sure uh, he's yeah. getting, I'm, I'm sure he's getting a pretty good check from New Japan. I would think so. I would <laughs> think so. Uh, but yeah, as, as far as the G1 goes, like I said, uh, but one thing I did see, though, too, that I thought was interesting, and it really has nothing to do with the tournament. Well, it kind of does, but it kind of doesn't. Um, obviously, Naito is out with the yes. injury. Get a withdraw. So basically, like you know, all of his opponents are getting you know free wins. Yeah, they're getting they're things, just getting kind but, of passes or whatever. But they're also getting certified bangers with Hiromu Takahashi. I read that. I did which see is that. Really freaking cool. And I actually I did uh, the other day. I had nothing going on. So and I saw on Twitter that Tana. Uh, I keep saying Tanahashi. Takahashi uh, faced Ishii. Mm-hmm. And I actually watched that match, and I thought it was really good. Uh, that was probably the only thing New Japan I've watched in months. But other than that, but I, I just thought that was pretty cool. Like you know, instead of I mean, what are you gonna do? You know, it, all these guys, yeah, they get the free victory, but at the same time, it's kind of like, what are they just gonna do? Sit backstage right. on, on all these? We're gonna put them like on a random tag match. <laughs> right, right. So I think that's pretty cool that they put um, Hiromu in there to give you know the fans. And you know everybody just cool matchups, uh, you know. So based on, on so based on Takahashi, you know, seeing Hiromu, uh kind of tangling up with these heavyweights, do you think somewhere down the line uh, Hiromu might want to take the Will Osprey route and kind of move up? I hope so. 
you know, you can only go so far in, in the junior division. Right. And I think eventually every junior aspires to be a heavyweight. Right. I would think, right? So um, he definitely would have to, I mean, he would definitely have to put on some muscle, I feel like, because mm. he just looks like a junior just naturally. Like, he just doesn't look like a heavyweight at all. I don't know who could take him serious, just say, as a contender for the world title. The thing with Hiromo, uh, he still looks like a kid. <laughs> I know, I know. But he, he's... But, you know, obviously, facing guys like Ishii, facing, mm-hmm. you know, other the other top dogs there, you know, obviously this guy can go. Right. He was right, in the right, main right. event. Was he was in the main event for the world title, I think? Was it the world title uh, with Evil? I one of the shows, I want to say. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. He, um, he, he, was, he had a, I believe he had a match with Evil, and then right prior to the pandemic hitting, I think he was supposed to fight uh, Naito in the anniversary right, show. Right. Yeah, yeah. I think that was going to be... Was yeah, Naito was the world champion. I think that was going to be non-title. I think that was going to be at the anniversary show. So usually do junior heavyweight right. versus world heavyweight, and then we got gypped to that because of COVID. And then yeah, I guess then they they gave him that match with Evil. I can't remember if it was for the world title. I feel like it was though because it was main eventing like a, a pretty big show last summer. But I, I don't know. Don't quote me on that. Um, but like I said, my point being is that he could go with these guys. Right. Robbie, he's fantastic. He's he's incredibly talented. Um, so I would like to see him there one day because. Like I said, I'm really waiting until New Japan gets back to where it was to really evaluate, yep. you know, yep. everything that's going on right now. Well, I couldn't even tell you, like, who is in the junior division anymore. I, I can barely even tell you who, like, the junior champion is. Like, it's 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 crazy how out of tune I am with New Japan this year. It's uh-huh. just you know, isn't it isn't it isn't it Robbie Eagles a junior heavyweight champion? Yeah, it is. Yeah, I don't even I, know I, how I remember I, that. I had no idea yeah. how I remember that. <laughs> I wanted. I was gonna about to say Desperado, and then I was like, "Wait, I feel like he lost the title." And yeah, I think he lost it to Robbie Eagles. That that sounds about right. Remember when Desperado was like super hot in the beginning of this year? <laughs> yeah, man. What yeah, happened? He was uh, he was on fire. What the fuck happened? And I don't know. <laughs> I couldn't tell you. I don't watch. <laughs> but uh, I did see oh that Wrestle Kingdom logo got um got released and. That's always exciting, too, when you have Wrestle Kingdom season coming up. So I'll definitely get back into New Japan. Oh, yeah, me too, uh, me too, me know, too. Around that time. Yeah, you know, you'll start seeing the video package packages, and you'll start he- hearing that uh, Wrestle Kingdom theme. The it's all about that theme. It's about that fucking theme that gets you hyped. Yeah, it, it's it's a classic, man. I always blast it <laughs> on, like, repeat, uh, you know, the days before. They're actually doing, um, so they're doing two Tokyo Dome shows back-to-back. And then and they're, they're doing, doing a third. Yeah, I don't think that's in the Tokyo Dome, but I think it's uh, it's in another stadium. Or it's huge like that. though. The stadium's huge though. It's crazy. It's crazy, man. I don't know how they're gonna do that, but uh, it's like you know what the New Japan officials, you know, like a gate on them was like, listen, WrestleMania's taking our gimmick. What are we gonna do? We're not gonna just do two <laughs> nights. We're gonna do three nights. Oh yeah, I don't know. I mean, especially with the state it's in right now. Uh, the last time they did the Tokyo Dome this past summer, uh, there, was, there was an embarrassing crowd, uh, and I don't, you know, I, I guess it was because of COVID, so I don't really want to like, you know, blame it on New Japan too much. But I don't know, man. That's that's gonna be a lot. So I'm curious to see how that goes. <sighs> it's it's sad, you know. It's funny because when we were when we talked, I believe uh, what was it earlier this week? I want to say it was Monday. We were talking about like us doing a mini sode. We were specifically gonna just talk about one topic, and look, we just spent like the first ten minutes talking about New Japan. <laughs> Hey, hey, you know what? You you said off air, we're just going to wing this and go <laughs> off the rails, and here we go, man. I mean, might as well just talk about things that, uh, you know, you went, we might not get to cover on an actual show day, you know? So this is like a kind of an exclusive episode, so you're getting, yeah, you know. Yeah, it's, uh, it's one of these little mini-so gimmicks, you know? Yeah, yeah. 
well, we did talk about New Japan, and, and I will be uh, attending the, the New Japan Strong tapings this uh, coming weekend. This past weekend, GCW had a phenomenal weekend. I attended both shows. On the ride over there, I was like, damn, Ryan's really not going to be at this show. What the fuck? You got to order it, though, right? You, you went on the fight yeah, app and yep. ordered it, right? Yep. Yeah, honestly, best 20 bucks I've ever spent. Uh it, it was it was really good. Yeah, so uh, the first night was GCW Fight Club, Mox versus Gage for that GCW World Championship. And, you know, that was pretty much the whole build. Even leading up to the show, GCW was doing a phenomenal job with the video packages. They even got McFoley involved. Uh, McFoley yeah. ended up making an appearance at GCW. He got an amazing pop. And he, like Notorious McFoley, he gave a cheap pop to the crowd or whatever, um, yeah. you know, bashing Matt Cardona. And, uh, you know, he kind of presented the, the championship. You know, he, he originally, I found out, so I found out originally when they were filming all this stuff, all these video packages and all these interviews leading up to Mox and Gage, it was actually Nick Mondo that was filming all these. And he actually got, like, comments from McFoley. You know, he they sat down somewhere or whatever. And apparently, um, this is a fun fact that you'll, you'll like, Ryan, McFoley actually wanted to be the referee for this match. Just based on, like, I guess the brutality of what a death match is, it kind of defeats the purpose of, like, McFoley being, like, a referee. So then they just came up with the idea, like, being like, hey, why don't you just present the championship, you know, to, to you know, to start the match. And then, obviously, the, who ends up winning it. Um, I thought that was pretty cool that McFoley just kind of offered his services. Like, hey, can I can I ref this match? <laughs> Yeah, that's awesome. Man. He was into it. Uh, it's it's really cool to see. He was on commentary. Yes, yes, he was. Pretty cool. Yeah, man. He, he's he, honestly, I'm surprised GCW hasn't brought him in. Like this is the first time he's he's appeared on GCW uh, programming, right? Yeah, that that, that this is pretty the first surprising. time. Yeah, this is the first time he uh he made it an appearance on a GCW show, and you know me being in that live crowd, you know that crowd ate it ate it up. You know they they gave McFoley such an amazing ovation with so many different chants, whether it was Mankind or Mick Foley or Cactus Jack or Do Love and Thank You Foley. So many pops that Foley was getting. You could tell like Foley was getting choked up and even during his promo, he said something down the lines, you know, he, he's been at WrestleMania, he's been at all these different big shows or whatever, but he always felt like the reaction from an audience from a more intimate crowd. Now, granted, there was like over a thousand people in this venue. It, it just felt, it feels different. And, you know, kudos to Foley, you know, kind of giving the rub to GCW, you know, just making an appearance the way he did. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, he's 100% right, too. I, I know exactly what he's talking about, too, because, you know, in these type of shows, too, in these intimate settings, this, this is where the hardcore fans live. I mean, uh, GCW was, obviously has the most hardcore, loyal, diehard fans in wrestling right now. And, um, you know, it, it's just unlike anything, anything else. I mean, like I said, what the the show I experienced there in Atlantic City uh, was just like I said, it was crazy. It's what's one of the most insane live experiences that I've ever had. You just have to be in that crowd to really feel it and, and know what you know he's talking about. And um, like I said it makes total sense, and it's it's really cool to see him give throughout the GCW. Like I said, I mean, this is like as hardcore as hardcore gets. Right. It's like the modern day ECW. Yep. Like this is. This is it. You know, uh, GCW made a lot of huge announcements. There's plenty of surprises on both days. But, you know, kind of just to take a pause from this real quick, you mentioned something like you need to be part of that crowd to, like, kind of know that feeling of what you're talking about, like how it just feels so different or whatever. And that's one thing I will say about, like, GCW and AEW. You know, when you're at these shows, just being in that atmosphere, there's nothing like it or whatever. You know, I even went on record going back to, uh, uh, you know, um, Grand Slam. 
for AEW in Queens a couple weeks ago. You know, I, I don't think I've even been to a WrestleMania that I got those type of vibes from the audience or whatever. And this is not me, like, throwing shade at WWE or nothing like that. But, you know, when you watch these AEW shows and, you know, when you watch these uh, GCW shows on the Fight TV, you you want to be there. Like, you want to be yeah. part of that crowd. Like, you, get, you just feel excited. You feel the excitement. Kind of going back to this past week's Raw, it's like, yeah, the people showed up there, but they weren't even excited. They were just kind of sitting on their hands and... Can you blame them? No, because it just doesn't feel excitement. There's no excitement there, unfortunately. You know, going back to, you know, this past weekend in GCW and just AEW shows, you feel that excitement through the TV. Just look it all out this year. Yeah, exactly. It's, like I said, it's just different. And like I said, it's it's not really necessarily a shot at WWE. It's just it's just the truth. Like, it, it's, it's just a different vibe outside of that. Like, when you go to, like, you know, these different shows, like you said, AEW's, um, GCWs, it's basically, you kind of get the same fan base at both of those shows, mm-hmm. it's kind of the same atmosphere, um, and yeah, it, it, like you said, just the excitement, the buzz, you could just feel it right off the bat, like I said, when I turned, when I ordered the, look at the show and I turned it on, from the minute I turned it on, man, it, the crowd was just going nuts, the, the people going up to the, um, uh, right up to the apron and banging the apron and, and <laughs> I, listen, I, I was mean, right there for all of it, and it's funny because if you go back, um, well, you can't go back now, but like on my Instagram stories, for like certain like parts of matches or whatever, for like certain people, I just kept on yelling like, "Hey, Joey Janela, you're a great guy." Oh, I, I heard that. I heard that when Mox came out, it was freaking hilarious. And uh, our the Royal Ramble uh, chat that we were in, we were talking all night, and um, and Joey uh, he sent your uh, your story where, where you said, "Mox, you're a great guy." We were just we were we were popping huge for that. Oh my god, like. All right, so let's kind of like start from the beginning because like I'm already like reliving moments of like that night, especially like night one of this GCW yeah, weekend. Yeah. But you want to talk about starting off with a banger. So we get Alex Zane, we get Ninja Mac, and then Leo Rush. Originally, it was just going to be Ninja Mac versus Alex Zane. Then they threw Leo Rush in there. Jesus Christ. They started this show off hot. Like this match could be a main event anywhere. This is how good the yeah. match was. And they just start off the show this way. You know, as the show progressed, I was having this conversation with, uh, um, with a couple people during the show and then even the next day. Something about the first GCW show this weekend, which was Fight Club, it felt like a pay-per-view. And then kind of like some of the news that we got later on that evening, it makes sense why it felt like a pay-per-view. Because they, they knew that they were going to make this huge announcement and it just felt right. Like, this is... The whole show Fight Club felt like beyond Fight TV, and that's not a knock on Fight. It just felt like something like you would actually order like on pay-per-view on TV, like on your regular cable provider. That's how big this show felt. I don't know if you got those yeah. vibes. Dude, uh, I was, I mean, you know, uh, I wasn't really surprised, but at the, like, yeah, because I know that these shows on Fight are, are cheap, you know, it's, it's an independent promotion. But like, I was like, wow, 20 bucks, that's it? Like, because I never really, <laughs> right. I, I don't really order these on the regular, so I don't really know what, what the pricing is. I'm used to, you know, I, I bought Impact pay-per-views on Fight, which is like $35, yeah. I believe, yeah, something yeah. like that. Mm-hmm. So I was, I was thinking, like, maybe they upped the price, GCW, with how big they've been getting lately, or I don't know. They have these big stars on there now, so I'm like, all right, maybe it's, like, going to be 30 bucks or whatever. It's like, $20, wow, this is, like, for $20 for this? Like, it's so worth it. And honestly, even if they charge more, I still would have bought it, because that's how big this show felt. Like you said, it was hyped up all, you know, for weeks, months. Mm-hmm. Uh, Brett Lauderdale on Twitter just kept hyping it up, and... Uh, I mean, obviously, if you look at the card, you knew it was going to be a great show. I mean, the card was freaking stacked from top to bottom. I mean, that's what I had to order this, man. I mean, like, 
a lot of people probably ordered this for Mox vs. Cage, but mm. me now getting into GCW and, and ever since I went to that, that show back in July when Cardona won the title and then I went to War Games, uh, I mean, I'm just, I'm into it now. And I, I was excited for all of these matches. I knew all, I know all these guys now. Um, it, it's just really cool. Like I said, GCW has had quite the year. Mm-hmm. And, um, and honestly, like, I mean, we can talk about this after more in depth, but I feel like it's, like, turning into, like, the number three promotion in the, in the U.S. at the moment. And I don't know, that might, that might rub people the wrong way, but that's just my Listen, opinion. I'm, I don't really... I am I not hating how... on it whatsoever. Listen, GCW is a modern-day ECW. They are revolutionary at this point where... In many ways, GCW, and, and I've said this before, but like after what we saw this past weekend, I feel like it solidified it. GCW has kind of taken what the all-in concept was and just molded into their own thing where you can have all these talents from all these different promotions, whether it's AEW, New Japan, Impact, MLW, all these different promotions, and they just show up here except WWE because... Well, you know, Um, but they just go here and they wrestle with a, you know, you're you're kind of technically getting like a lot of interpromotional matches because some of these wrestlers are signed with different companies like Jordan Oliver. He's an MLW guy. Calvin Tankman. He's an MLW guy. Thunder Rosa showed up for a scramble match. She's an AEW talent. The Briscoes made a fucking crazy shocking appearance to challenge Mance Warner. And uh, Matthew Justice for the GCW Tag Team Championship. Holy shit, like, no one saw that coming. But when you analyze everything, you're like, okay, the Bristles kind of does make sense for them to show up in GCW. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, so we're going all over the place here, but we might as well, you know, just let's, jump around. Let's just go into it, man. Let's just go into it. This is our time. Uh, and, and you, Peckerheads, lucky that we're recording this episode for you guys, so be, be grateful. <laughs> um, but yeah, listen, the Briscoes, I feel like they were made for GCW, man. Like, like they are just a perfect fit in that company. They really are. I mean, they're hardcore. They they fought in these crazy, um, what was that, like matches without honor or whatever. I yeah. forget what they call them in, in Ring of Honor. But I saw Jay Briscoe fight on a lot of those matches. Um, like I said, they're, they're, they're made for this promotion, man. And I was not expecting them to come out. Quite honestly, you know, obviously, because I don't watch Ring of Honor on the regular. I don't. I mean, not a lot of people do anymore. But um, oh, there, there you go. There's a there's a, there's a <laughs> Ring, it, Ring of Honor it. thing. <laughs> <laughs> um, I have not seen the Briscoe Brothers in quite some time. Like, I have not. I think. I mean, really, like, I don't. I don't think I've watched a Ring of Honor show fully since like that last show that was Final <laughs> Battle that the, the the Elite had their farewell and the briscoes faced i think did they face the young bucks on that show they were, or, they were, it was a it was a three-way ladder war it was seu the briscoes and the young bucks yep i think that's the last briscoe match i've actually seen and it, like i said I, I popped huge because i've always been a fan of those guys mm-hmm. and you know uh i'm not watching them in the ring of honor but i'll watch them in gcw for <laughs> sure so, uh, but uh but before we, we continue to i wanted to add on to the what you were saying before about how GCWs, all these guys are like, it's like an interpromotional thing where all these guys are coming from different companies. It feels like, it feels like a PWG promotion now, you know? Yeah. And it, it's, like I said, PWG has guys that are, that are signed everywhere that, mm-hmm. that you know, wrestle and obviously they can't, which I honestly think it's bullshit that they can't, you know, stream their shows. I just feel like they don't want to because Look, it's tradition. Is it, is it, don't they have a deal with high spots? Is that the reason why they don't stream it like on fight? I don't know. I, well, I, I, th- I thought the reason was because a lot of these guys are under contract, so they they don't want, uh, you know, 
them to stream and show these other guys who are under contract. But that makes no sense because then GCW has guys that are under contract too, and they're live on fight, so it makes no sense. You know but, how? Uh, remember how the Forbidden Door was wide open? GCW just blew up the Forbidden Door. Oh, it's it's gone, bro. There's, there is no door in now. <laughs> the only thing that's there is is the doorway. There's no door. People walking in and out of it. Oh, uh, like nonchalant yeah. at this point. Um, but yeah, like I said, it, that's what it feels like a PWG promotion where it's like, you always know that every time a show is, is, is on, it's always going to be good. They're always hyped up. You, you never know who's going to show up. And it seems like it's like the place to be now, like for independence, like, you know how everybody always wanted to go to PWG at their in Reseda. Like that was mm-hmm. used to be the place to be. Now I feel like GCW's taking that over, man. Like I just, that's, that's where it is. And, and they're going all over LA, Chicago. And, I, and that's, know. and you just said it right there. Here's the difference between GCW and PWG. GCW is an actual touring brand. That's why right, right. Um, over the weekend when, when I was doing my post about GCW, you know, this is a company that people need to really start taking seriously because this is beyond a deathmatch promotion. Yes, do they yeah. have deathmatches? Yes, they do. But it's beyond deathmatches. Because, like, if you look at Fight Club, there was only one deathmatch, and that was the main event right, between Mox right. and Gage. Everything else was regular matches. Yeah, maybe there are some matches where you'll see, like, a chair, like a table spot. Okay, fine. That's cool. But there was no death matches. The only death match was the main event. That's it. And also, in my opinion, adding on to what you said, like, hey, I think GCW is like the third, the third, might be the third promotion in the U.S. To me, GCW is not even independent anymore. Like, they're, well, be, so they're yeah. beyond an independent. It feels like they're graduated from that already at this point. And the reason I say it's number three, too, and again, I'm not, you know, it might sound like I'm taking shots, but I'm just really trying to speak, like, serious here, too, where it says, like, like, if, if anybody wants to say, oh, no, Impact is the number three, like we were just talking about with touring, right? GCW tours more than Impact does. Impact and does this. <laughs> I mean, they, they did. So, Impact, for the longest time, they did shows in Florida at Universal Studios for years. Right. Now, they're doing the same exact thing just in Nashville, Tennessee, right. at, at, at those studios now. Um, and yeah, they have fans now, but they just do tapings there. And then, occasionally, they'll go outside of there. And, like, they're doing Bound for Glory in uh, Vegas. Las Vegas at Sam's Town. And then I just saw that recently that they're doing, like, uh, I think in November, they're going back to Sam's Town to do more taping. So it, it's just kind of like like they pick and choose one location, and then they just, like, they milk it there. Like, like they, they just run so many tapings in those areas. They don't tour everywhere like GCW has been going to lately. So I just feel like that helps GCW grow as a brand too. Mm-hmm. And that's why, like I said, they're just more exciting. And like I said, in my opinion, it's the number three promotion in, in the U S right now. I saw a lot of people saying that on Twitter this past weekend and I could not agree more. It's just, it's awesome. What I like about GCW too, is that they're willing to have different talents from all these different promotions, not even just U S promotions, but you know, you get, you know, people from Japan and also people from Mexico, like, GCW in in many ways, like you said, it's like PWG where they have all these different talents. As long as it's not a WWE talent, just show up there and yeah. they perform and they have these interpromotional matches or they have matches with GCW like regulars or whatever. You know, GCW is just so exciting. And speaking of excitement, they made a fucking blockbuster announcement, which it was already there was some rumblings, but nothing was like concrete. Earlier in the night, you know what, Let, before we talk about the announcement, I, I want to share this because you have no idea what I'm about to tell you, and you're going to be fucking shocked. So, earlier in the night, um, you know, they teased that Brett Lauderdale was going to make a, an announcement, and Brett Lauderdale is the owner, the, the booker of GCW. 
So he got on the mic or whatever, big pop for Brett, and then out comes Matt Cardona. Okay? Cardona comes out, you know, he ruins a, you know, he gets fucking showered with booze or whatever. And listen, I know people give, especially like the GCW faithful, they they give a lot of shit to Matt Cardona. But trust me, Matt Cardona being in GCW is good. It's a good thing. You know, it's a fucking great thing. And we've gone on record. We've had discussions that the stuff that Matt Cardona is doing with GCW is some of the best stuff he's ever done in his whole career. I, I tweeted out um, right after it wasn't even after the match. It was after that segment when he came out and interrupted Brett Lauderdale and he started bullying him around. Mm-hmm. I tweeted out from my personal. I said, Matt Cardona needs to stay in GCW forever yep. Yep. because I am enjoying his character so much. And it gets under the fan's skin so much. Mm-hmm. He's so good at it. Um, yeah, he's he's tremendous right now. It, it's funny. I was telling um, I was telling uh, a couple of friends that I was sitting in the front row with. I was telling them, like, listen, Matt Cardona, s- still a great guy, but he's being a piece of shit right now for interrupting Brett Lauderdale. Still yeah. a great guy though. Great guy, just a piece of shit right now. Yep, yep. So yeah, so he's bullying Brett, and out comes Effie. Now, if you guys have been following the social media, whatever, they uh, Effie defeated Matt Cardona. At GCW in the Melrose Ballroom, I forget, I think it's like, uh, I think it was like the Lost Show, if I'm not mistaken. I think it was Get Lost or I Got Lost. I forget what was the title of the GCW show. It wasn't the one that you were at. So no, it was an emo fight. It was the following night. So Effie defeated Matt Cardona for the Internet Championship, and now this was dubbed the rematch. The 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 stipulation was if Matt Cardona loses, He's gonna he's gonna end his GCW career. That yeah. kind of gave it away already right, that Cardona right. was gonna win it. But it's kind of like, okay, how's he gonna win it? I was sitting in the front row for this match for the for the whole night. The whole I had front row seats. Uh-huh. So this dude, he's a buddy of mine, Evan. He's very especially when it comes to death matches. He's like always in gimmick. Like he doesn't want no glass shattered on him. He uh-huh. makes sure he's wearing protective gear or whatever. But that's just Honestly. Evan. <laughs> That's just Evan. That's you know he kind of looks like he kind of looks like one of these guys from Daft Punk with the with the gimmick with the with the helmet and shit. That's kind of yeah, what he yeah, looks okay. like. Yeah. All right, and he kind of wears like a jacket, kind of like what Mance Warner would wear. Uh-huh. So he was awfully quiet. So I don't. So he must have. Listen, I don't want to fucking break kayfabe, but he must have <laughs> knew something was going on. Like he knew that he you know he they they probably went up to him and was like hey. We got this idea, whatever, you know, would you be interested or down or whatever? So he, uh-huh. he was being really weird throughout the night. And I don't know if he knew ahead of time or they just went up to him and was like, hey, come here. I don't know. So and, he, and then the thing is, after what I'm about to tell you happened, you know, he didn't crack. Like we people were going up to him. I'm like, yo, what the fuck was that about or whatever? And he didn't say a thing. <laughs> he played stupid. So <laughs> so he, he did not give it up at all. So credit not to Evan. Not killing the business, yeah. <laughs> yeah, not killing the business. So, so Evan got up at one point and he came back like I think like a match later, and I didn't think much of it. Nobody did, but like some people around us was like, "Yo, Evan's being kind of weird. He's being kind of quiet or whatever." I just think I figure like ah maybe he's just not feeling good or maybe he's just into the uh-huh. matches. That's what I fucking thought. So whatever, Effie and Matt Cardona starts happening out of nowhere. I see fucking Evan get up and pull the referee, and I'm like, "Yo, what the fuck was that?" I'm th- and I got up. If you go back and watch this show or whatever, when that happens, I legit got up and I was like, "What the fuck?" Right? And I'm standing up the whole time, and I'm just like, "What the fuck was that?" So then he gets in the ring and low blows Effie. So 
me in my nerdy mind, I'm still thinking it's Evan, right? I'm thinking like why would why why would you not think it's him? You know, like so I'm thinking this is what I think. Yo, maybe Cardona, like maybe Evan's part of like this major like podcast wrestling figure thing. Like maybe he's part of that crew, and maybe there's like a storyline in the podcast that I don't know about that he has like beef with with Effie or something. That's what I'm thinking in my mind. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah. That's a that's a good uh, assumption. So then Evan takes off his mask and it's fucking Chelsea Green. So then I'm thinking like to myself, Chelsea Green was sitting next to me. That's this unbelievable. Whole fucking time, and I didn't have a clue. I didn't so, have no idea. Oh, so but it was was it only for like so it wasn't for the whole um, start of the show was it? like. I like, want to say Chelsea Green was sitting next to me for two matches. Really? And I had no idea. And just not talking to anybody? Not talking to anyone. That's why people thought, like, oh, maybe Evan's just having a, 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 like, an off that, day. What a risk that is. Uh, I mean, what, what if somebody tries to talk to, like, Evan? And I'm putting him a quote. Like, what if somebody, <laughs> what if somebody tries to talk to him? And he's just going to sit there and ignore him. Like, that's, like, that's weird. Dude. Yo, credit to Evan and credit to Chelsea Green. I still, I still don't know how that that they worked that out. So where did he go then? Like he just he probably was back. Listen, listen. If he if Chelsea Green was wearing like his his obviously his helmet gimmick and, and the mask and and the and the fucking um what you call and and his jacket, I'm thinking fucking he must have been in the back somewhere. You know, because listen, I, we went up to him later on in the night, right? And he came back out. After. Oh, he came out, and he was not cracking for nothing. We were like, "Yo, what was that Damn. about?" And he was just like, he just kind of gave me a look like this. He was like, "Well, mm-hmm. I'm like, are you fucking kidding?" He did. He did not crack whatsoever. Wow, wow, dude, that is mind blowing. That's. I just can't believe Chelsea Green was sitting next to me the whole time, and <laughs> shit. <laughs> no clue. Yeah. I was like, <laughs> shit. I even did a post today on our stories, uh, and she reposted it. I was like, I still can't believe Chelsea Green was sitting next to me the whole time, and I had no fucking clue. I, I honestly, well, I mean, I have the show on Fight, so I gotta go back and check that out now because that is mind blowing. That's crazy, dude. Uh, fucking I, nuts. Uh, when that happened too, you know, I, I'm so stupid. Dude. Well, I mean, you know, I don't really follow it that much, so but I should have <laughs> known. So I knew that Impact had a show the same night, right? So uh, and I, it was like so it was like a the, the knockout show. Yeah, the knockout and, show. Yep. And um, you know, I saw Chelsea Green was on it. My dumbass didn't realize this shit is taped. Like, for probably a month ago, I'm thinking this shit. I don't, I don't know. I don't know how their uh, their specials work. I know they do a lot of, like, uh, Listen, Saturday it, night. It's, like, so. it's Impact that does Impact things, okay? Yeah, right. I, I don't know. And then, um, so, like, when this happens, like, I don't know. Like, my mind did not go to Chelsea Green at all. Because I was like, well, she's at Impact right now, so it can't be her. Like, But I, I wasn't even thinking of her because... I just seen on Twitter that she was having a match on Impact. So I had no clue, like, who this was. Like, absolutely no clue. So I was literally dumbfounded when she took uh, the mask or the helmet off and um, and revealed herself. And then I was like, wow, I'm a freaking idiot. This shit is the Impact's tape. This is, it was her the whole time. So I was just, I was pretty surprised. And I'm honestly glad that I, I didn't realize that the Impact show wasn't live because, like I said, I, it got a genuine reaction out of me, and I had I was I was genuinely shocked, and I think it's great that she's there, and mm-hmm. um, it looks like she's going to be facing Ali Catch now, which is awesome. So, uh, yeah, hopefully she sticks around now because again, man, like this is just, I think this, she is, I, I I think she is, and, and this is further proof that Cardona does good business now. He's bringing in Chelsea Green, mm-hmm. like 
like him or hate him, man. This is why GCW is doing business with him. Listen, and you mentioned Alley Catch. Let me tell you something. Alley Catch, Alley Cat, Alley Catch, you know, same same difference. She put on a banger the following night with Mercedes Martinez. And it's funny about that, too, because when, when um I posted something about that match, somebody um on my Insta stories or whatever, somebody uh, sent the comment and was like, Oh, but was it? Did Mercedes Martinez win like that impact thing the the night before? And I'm like, that shit was taped, bro. <laughs> I'm not the one that didn't realize this shit was taped. Uh, but let me tell you something. Sure. Alley Cat and Mercedes Martinez put on such a fucking banger on Sunday. The, what WWE's doing right now with their women's division or whatever, and like the King of the Ring and the Queen's Crown or whatever, that, that's all fucking garbage. They haven't given us a reason to even give a shit about them or, or give a shit about the tournaments and for us to even be invested on it. And what they're doing with the women is fucking disgraceful. But in other wrestling promotions, and even credit to Impact, they're actually doing something with women. And proof oh, yeah. was it this past Sunday with... This Mercedes Mar- Martinez and Alley Catch match, where Alley Cat was kind of like the underdog going in it, and Mercedes put her over amazingly. Yeah, I mean that's that's awesome. I I, I did see some clips of that too, and um, so GCW, I feel like they could definitely have some sort of women's division there. I agree. I, like- Especially with this other talent. I mean, specifically like Impact talent and um, AEW women's talent. Like, which and Impact, like you say, say what you want. They have one of the best divisions, or right. women's divisions in in wrestling. I mean, that's that's not even an opinion. That's just a fact. I mean, and they've always done a great job with women's wrestling. But yeah, if they want to keep loaning stars to, to GCW, I think that'd be great. And if GCW really wants to beef up an actual women's division, I think it's very possible you can have a women's title or something like that. Um, Listen, it's, yeah. imagine, especially with like Deanna Perrazzo being like this belt collector game, doing thing. Imagine if GCW like announced like a tournament to crown like a GCW Women's Champion, and she goes and she goes like, you know what? I want to declare myself one of the best fe- women champions of all time since I'm collecting yeah. women's titles, and I want the GCW Women's Championship. Imagine they do something like that. Yeah, exactly, and it, obviously that could happen too because again, there is no forbidden door anymore. You just never know who's going to show up. So. Yeah, that's like I said. That's awesome, awesome to see. And I, Mercedes Martinez, I think, is perfect for GCW too. I love Mercedes Martinez so much, and I'm not just saying that because yeah. she's my cousin. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, no, I mean she's like she's getting everything that she deserves ever since getting released. So I'm really happy for her too. Yeah, me too, man. I feel like she's to me Mercedes Martinez is already like a legend in in women's wrestling oh. just based on everything she did prior to anything she did with WWE, which, whatever, unfortunately, her WWE run was what it was. But to me, she's already like a legend and an icon in women's wrestling, just with everything else she's done in women's, in women's wrestling. Sure, sure. Yeah, I definitely agree with that. So, I kind of want to go back to like the whole Briscoe showing up thing, because nobody was expecting that. Um, right. And it's not necessarily because... There's no cross-promotion with Ring of Honor and GCW. And it's not necessarily because of that. Because, you know, we, we see Chris Dickinson and, and Tony Deppen being Ring of Honor. Obviously, we've seen Homicide. Homicide's just popping up everywhere. Not only GCW, not only Ring of Honor, not only AEW. But I think he, he did, like, some NWA stuff, like, recently. And also, he popped up in MLW a couple uh, weeks ago in Philly. So, he's just popping up everywhere, right? You know, we've seen also Jonathan Grisham. He popped up in GCW for a couple shows or whatever. So, I feel like the doors are wide open there, but I just think people didn't expect the Briscoes out of all tag teams, you know, because the Briscoes been with Ring of Honor since day one, okay? Yeah. For them to show up in GCW 
and challenge and want the GCW Tag Team Champions and the championships against uh, Second Gear Crews, Mance Warner, and Matthew Justice. It's so perfect because in many ways, both teams are very alike. They're going to... They're gonna have a war. I think they announced it for uh, Los Angeles, right? Yes. Yep. 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 Yeah. Yep. I think that's gonna be awesome. They, they, like you said, the Briscoes and that style of wrestling and uh, hardcore matches and my God, like I said, I feel like they were made for GCW, man. And, and I'm not gonna put it past GCW to put the tag titles on them. I, I think that's a strong possibility, especially with with Mox being the champion or whatever. Um, and we're gonna talk about that match in a bit after the announcement they made. They need to beef up that card. And I'm not saying that... Yeah. You know what? Let, let's get into it. So, they made an announcement. You know, they, they found, Brett Lauder finally came out again. And, you know, everybody... He kind of directed all the fans. Like, this is the biggest announcement that, the, you know, the, this company has ever made or whatever. So, what what's dope about the showboat... And, and you've been there. They kind of have, like, these... um kind of like these screens like kind of like theater screens like kind of like okay. around yeah. the ring where you know you can see it as an audience and then there's like also tvs you know around the, the the venue or whatever so we see it and it's you know all these different wrestlers from gcw usually the it's it, i guess the best way to put it is like the gcw originals right so you saw alley cat you saw effie you saw alex cologne you saw jimmy lloyd you saw jordan oliver you saw Mance Warner and Matthew Justice, um, Atticus Colgar, Joey Janela, Nick Gage, AJ Gray, and they're all saying different, um, I guess, things that they've been told in their career. Like, Effie said a line like, oh, you're just too gay. Ali Cat said, like, you're not necessarily what we're looking for here. You're not a good fit. Um, Nick Gage said a line like, you're just a stupid drug addict and you're you're an ex-convict. Joey Janela saying, you'll never make it on TV. You're just a certified backyard wrestler. And Pretty much each wrestler had kind of like a quote of what they've been told throughout their whole career, right? Or even their whole life, you know, whether it's being a reject or kind of like a loser too stupid or something. And during this vignette, while all these talents are talking, you kind of see them looking up like in the room, right? Kind of like a, up in the sky or whatever. And little by little, you start realizing that where they at is at the Hammerstein Ballroom. Finally, you kind of see this big, you know, like the reveal where you see GCW Originals kind of like just standing in line or whatever, kind of facing the camera. The announcement is they're going to make their Hammerstein Ballroom debut on January 23rd, which is a Sunday, 2022. And I'm going to go on record saying this vignette is probably one of the best produced wrestling vignettes I've ever seen in my life. Say that it's top 10, but you could probably even make the argument that's top 5. That's how good I think this vignette is. From Saturday going on to Sunday, I must have seen this vignette to like Monday, I must have seen this vignette over 25 fucking times. And every single time I saw it, I got chills just watching it. It was such a beautiful piece of art. We're going to get more into it, but how did you feel about the reveal? What did you think about the vignette? Talk to me, Ryan. Yeah, man, I, I was marking out this. Uh, I, I saw Brett post a picture of the Hammerstein uh, earlier in the week, but I didn't think anything of it. I, I didn't know if, that there was going to be a big announcement on the show. I, like I said, I just, I, I'm not, I've been following GCW a lot more, obviously, on social media and everything like that, but I just, I had no idea about any of this. So I didn't think any of, of this was going to get revealed. Um, and then when it did, man, I was like, wow, well, that makes sense why you posted the picture of the Hammerstein. And I just, like I said, I was blown away. I think the vignette, like you said, was beautifully done. I thought it was brilliant. Um, I've watched it several times too, and man, it's just it, it, it just it's just crazy how like you already think GCW is 
just as exciting as it could possibly get. Like, right. how could it get better than this? And then they announced that they're going to be going to the Hammerstein Ballroom. I mean, if you don't think that this company is modern-day G- uh, ECW, <laughs> this is just further freaking proof. I mean, right. they're about to run in the, one of the most famous venues that ECW used to run right. in. Um, that Ring of Honor can't even run anymore because they don't, they don't just draw that crowd anymore. They can't draw it. They can't draw that crowd. Well, that's why I'm really, really happy that GCW is running it because I miss going yeah. to show my ballroom. Me it too. is definitely, without a doubt, one of my favorite, if not my favorite venue. I, I gotta say, it's probably my favorite venue. I love that, that venue too. I love that venue. Yeah, it's so good. And obviously, without Ring of Honor there, I mean, who else? Who else is really gonna run that? AEW is way above that. WWE obviously would never run that. Impact. No, I mean they they run the Grand Ballroom. I think no, they they, they yeah they they ran the Grand Ballroom. I don't Hammerstein itself. I don't I don't think it means so. it, it's in the same. It's in the Manhattan it's a, Center. It, yeah, it's above. So the Grand Ballroom's above. above. Right, because I, I I attended a lot of those Impact shows back in the day when they did the Grand Ballroom, and even the Grand Ballroom is, is really cool. Yeah. Um, but obviously nothing beats the Hammerstein. And uh, dude, I mean hoping all goes well. And they could possibly make this an annual th- or like, you know, just a, a thing that like whenever they come to New York, instead of running the Melrose, because I, I don't know how you feel about it. I'm not a fan of the Melrose. Ball I think it's complete trash. It's so small. It's I, I went there for impact bound for glory. And it you, was, oh, I was at that show, too. But it was horrible. So and, and I, not the show, just like like I had to stand like. It was just awful, man. Like, I was on top of everybody. Like, all these sweaty weirdos, like, <laughs> breathing right down my neck. Like, everything is, like, when you talk about intimate, like, this, like, you're literally on top of everybody. It is so squished, so tightly packed. It's 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 awful. So, okay, so I've had, I've had three, I want to say three different experiences at, at Mulrose. Or no, four. So, four. Okay. So... I do get what you're saying. I, I've never had a bad experience at the Melrose Ballroom, but so for Impact Bound for Glory, the same one I went to that one as well. And oh yeah, that's right. I saw you after the show. Don't you remember after the Bound for Glory? We, I oh, ended yeah. up see. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We talked after. Yeah, that. at that show, I was in the balcony, so it wasn't too bad for oh, me. Okay, okay. I right went there. the first time I attended the Melrose Ballroom was actually for an MLW uh, show. It was Battle Riot. It was the first one, and I went there. And I also had a, a a balcony seat, so it wasn't too bad. For GCW recently, for Emo Fight, I was kind of like in the pit, which is like tw- mm-hmm. by the stage, so that wasn't too bad either. And then also for another MLW taping, that was during like WrestleMania thirty. What was that thirty five when it was in New York? Yeah, so during that weekend or whatever, I also attended an MLW show at the Melrose, and I kind of had seats like near the entrance, so it wasn't too bad. So, but I do get what you're saying because I do see sometimes that people are kind of like on top of each other. I mean, maybe it was just I, I can't really. I'll be honest, I can't remember um, like what tickets I bought, like where my seats were, and I don't know. I, I don't think I bought standing room tickets, but I ended up standing for the majority of the show. Um, I think my buddies were like, they were like, oh, yeah, we got a good standing spot over here. And then we, I stood over by them, but like kind of got shifted numerous times in the show. Everybody like squeezing in to stand right by me, too. I, I, I don't really remember what the situation was exactly. Maybe I got to give them another shot. I don't know. But I wasn't really impressed with it. And it's like it's kind of like one of those things where if you don't have a good experience, right. like you really, it, it turns you off. You don't even want to like give yeah, it another it. shot. And on top of that, too, like. The parking situation was shitty. I must have circled around those blocks for so freaking long. 
just to find try and find a parking spot that wasn't by a fire hydrant like it was just ridiculous and and for me too like being on long island well obviously it's, it's further for you so i really shouldn't be complaining but um <laughs> I, I i hate driving over there too and the, it's in the congest most congested area mm-hmm. i guess like i said bottom line is if if all goes well for the show at the hammer sign i would love to see gcw run this as their new york building uh just because i miss going to shows there and it's a lot easier for me to get so, to stuff so, so let's talk about more about this hammerside ballroom and just them being in new york i i strongly believe that they're gonna sell this out with no problem i i have i have I, there's no doubt in my mind that they won't sell this out but i just want people to realize too like if this is ends up being like some you know for people you know whether it's the friends of the show the fox the peckerheads or whoever that plans to attend this show, if you think you're going to get a death match show at the Hammerstein Ballroom, you're going to be highly disappointed because that's not going to happen here. The yeah. New York Athletic Commission is super strict. I highly doubt that we're going to see like our typical normal death matches that we normally see in GCW shows, especially like in Atlantic City, where you see like the light tubes and the, you know, this and that. I don't think we're going to get that at the Hammerstein Ballroom unless GCW works out a deal with the New York, New York Athletic Commission, which I highly doubt. That, yeah, necessarily, that doesn't necessarily doesn't mean that we won't get like a hardcore match or like, or something down those lines, but I don't think we're going to get a death match here. And I also feel like GCW doesn't really need to, put on a death match in New York City. I think they're beyond uh, at this point, and I feel like they could put on a banger of a show without having a death match. They did that. They actually did it um a couple months ago when they were in Wyoming in a fucking barn. They had a they had a really great card, and there was not one death match uh, on that show. I think the the, the main event was Matt Warner and Nick Gage, and they kind of had like a a bunkhouse brawl match, which was pretty much a hardcore match or whatever, but they didn't use, like, light tubes or anything like that. You know, obviously, they used, like, trash cans and chairs, yeah, whatever, but they didn't they didn't have, like, light tubes or, you know, like, pizza cutters or anything like that, you know? Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like GCW, it's beyond a deathmatch company, and I feel like they could put on a fucking amazing show without having a deathmatch. Of course, they proved that this past weekend. The wrestling itself is really good in GCW. Like the show that that we that I attended with you back in July, the Cardona Gage Ma- uh, uh, event. There was okay, so there was that 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 death match, and then um, I think Alex Cologne and Drew Parker had a yep. death match. There was only two death matches on the show. But right, but the rest of the show, the wrestling wise, I was very very impressed. Like I was really, I thought the wrestling was so damn good. Mm-hmm. And the same thing this past uh, this past Saturday. Too uh, for GCW Fight Club, I thought the wrestling on the card was stellar. Yep. I thought it was awesome. So, like you said, I feel like too with now GCW kind of gaining more mainstream attention too, and obviously running Hammerstein, and, and put put aside the fact that the New York Athletic Commission is strict and they might not allow them to do death matches, and I don't even think they they're allowed to believe that much either. So that goes to show you right there too that it probably won't be. But, but you um, know what? That's kind of weird but, too because I remember us seeing like a lot of blood in, in Ring of Honor like when they ran. Like not a lot of blood. Let me let me rephrase that. I remember at Ring of Honor shows we have seen blood. Yeah, I feel like we have too. I, I don't really know what the rules are. I just saw somebody say that they're strict with the blood. I mean, that, that guy could have been wrong, but I was just reading a couple of comments underneath um, you know, one of the posts that said GCW's running Hammerstein. I guess we'll see. Either way, I'm excited for the show. Me too. What Me I'm too. saying, like, it's just like, I just feel like, too, now with GCW becoming as big as it is, I feel like they are going to be forced 
to tone that style down a little bit. And I think, like, though they realize, too, that it's just like, we can't promote too much deathmatch wrestling. We kind of have to make this just regular wrestling, too, like, because, like I said, deathmatch is it's not everybody's cup of tea. And, like I said, they're getting bigger now. They have to realize they can't just throw all that on a show anymore. It, and, I, like I said, th- this past weekend was good, uh, you know, was a good start of that. And, and kind of going back to what you said about kind of like not trimming the fat, but kind of slowing down, unless it's like a tournament of survival where, you know, majority of the card is like dead, yeah. dead matches or whatever. But, you know, the, the following night for uh, Aftermath, which that was a show, um, and they, they were heavily like promoting Janela versus uh, Minoru Suzuki, the main event was a death match, and it was Alex Cologne versus Jimmy Lloyd. That was the only death match. On that right. card as well, so if de- depending on yeah, depending on whether right, so depending on where they're touring that, if it's like okay, we could do a death match here. If it's just a death match per show, I think that's a great move for GCW. Oh, I think that's that is the way to go. Really, uh, that's like you said, people love GCW for the death matches. There's a, that crowd, that specific audience that watches for that, but also too, you got people that want to watch GCW that aren't into that. So mm-hmm. it's kind of like on a GCW show, there's a little bit of something for everybody, which I think is great. Um, so, yeah, man, I mean, like I said, if they tone it down to one, may- maybe two. I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't be opposed to two. Um, just not like every other match be a match that involves light tubes and things like that. I think yeah, I think that's perfect, yeah. And you know what? None of it... They can't shy completely away from right, that. Right, 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 that's right. That's what makes them. I mean, that's what GCW is. Right. So they have to advertise that. And listen, whether you like it or not, seeing it live, it's a spectacle, man. Like, it's crazy. Like, it's an art remember, form. It's an art form. Uh, right. I mean, taking, taking my friends to the show in Chicago, uh, my one buddy, he's never been before, and he thought it was ridiculous. He, like, he thought it was insane that the fact that somebody, they smash each other with light tubes and they fly in the crowd. Like, he was like, this is this shit's nuts. It's so it's like you can't completely shy away from that. And, and kind of going with, back to what you just said right now too, when you when you mentioned the the, the art of war game show, if I'm not mistaken, I think the war games match was the only death match on the card, right? It was, yeah, it was. I mean, it was like the ladder match, which is not really a hardcore match. Uh, yeah. It's not a death match. Yeah, it wasn't a death match. There, there was like no lights there. Matches, but um, that was the only really hardcore. Like, yeah, I mean, it was the only match that really. I, I mean. If you want to say, like, you know, I was going to say the only match really involved, like, light tubes and stuff, but uh, Moxley did hit Cardona with a bunch of light tubes. Right, right, about that. But, I mean, mean, that's, that is what it is. But, yeah, yeah, I mean, pretty much, that was it, so. Yeah, if they they kind of put it, tone it down to where it's, like, a death match, just one death match per show, or when it's, like, one of these situations with, like, tournament survival, which is obviously a tournament of death matches or whatever. Right. But if you kind of just cut it down to one death match per show, I think that's a great look for GCW because their wrestling on the show is really, really good. It's really good, dude. That that on um, the first night, that six man match that involved uh, Thunder Rosa. Uh, no, not the scramble. Oh, you're talking about the, the yeah, you're talking the about the six man tag, the six man tag. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Six, like I, I was kind of just like, because um, I think if I'm not mistaken, that was the co-main event. Of, yes. of the show? Yes. Uh, or, so, no, no, no. Uh, Yoya versus... Um, um, uh, Sh- uh, Shane Mercer. Mercer. Shane Mercer. That yeah, was the co-main that event. that was the co. And we'll talk about that. Oh. Shit was the, Listen, uh, but, during that match, during Yoya and Shane Mercer, there's when he kept on teasing, he was going to throw him. Like, I got up every time. I was like, I'll catch him. I'll catch him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Unbelievable. Yeah, I want to get to that in a minute, too. But I felt like even a match, like you said, like 
that I wasn't really like, I don't know. So after the intermission, I, I was kind of like, you know, the first half of the show was really awesome. The second half turned out to be really good too. But for that six man, I was just like, yeah, like I'm not really too into this. Like, I don't really care for this. Like whatever. I was on my phone a lot. I mean, I had it on, but man, like toward, towards the, the middle and towards the end, mm-hmm. my phone was completely to the side. And I was like all in on that match. Like that was really freaking good. So like my point being is the wrestling is good on the show. Like it's so good. So they don't need to do death matches all the time. And uh, like you said, you're going to really, they're going to bring in a lot of more eyes on the product if they just keep the wrestling good and uh, lessen up the death matches. So, Speaking of lessening up the death matches, I think Shane Mercer almost committed mur- murder against Yoya. He did. He did. <laughs> it, we literally witnessed a goddamn murder. It was, I mean, holy shit, dude. Like, this guy literally killed him. <laughs> And then after the and then after the match they're hugging each other. I was like, dude, you you literally committed murder on this kid. Like, you, you should take him out. I don't even know if he's old enough to drink. Uh, you, you should take him out to freaking you know buy him a steak dinner or something for Christ's sake. It, it, listen, I like Yoya, you know, but he's a child. Fucking Shane Mercer is a beast. <laughs> Just it, unbelievable. <laughs> I couldn't stop watching the the gif or, or the gif whatever you want to call right. it of, of him tossing him into the crowd i mean i can't believe how far he threw him. let me tell you something there's there was a spot and you could watch it you could go back and watch it on the show where he this is after he tossed him he was teasing that he was going to toss him again or whatever and i got off my chair and i was like i'll catch him i was like i'll catch him or whatever when i tell you every motherfucker that was sitting behind me completely moved out the way I turned around and I was like, you guys ain't shit. You was not going <laughs> to help me break this kid's fall. <laughs> they yeah, come moved, on, man. They completely the moved out of the way. The bump, so, you know, all you got to do is catch him. <laughs> right. I was the only asshole that was like, listen, I'll catch him. I'll catch him. Um, I definitely want to talk two more matches when it comes to GCW this weekend. But um, let's get to Mott's Engage, bro. Um, from the introduction from Mick Foley. To Nick Gage coming out, I'm convinced that Nick Gage's entrance gets crazier and crazier every single time I see this guy on TV. I feel like it this this entrance this past weekend was crazier than than the one from when you when we all was at for homecoming against Cardona. His entrance gets crazier and crazier, bro. Because people just want to kind of like you know like touch him, like you know just be around like, him mosh, and, and mosh, smash him yeah. or whatever. And he's just and he's enjoying every single bit of it. Dude, can you imagine his entrance in the Hammerstein? He's got to do like he's got to do like the Sandman entrance. I feel like he needs to. Crowd. I feel like he needs he, to do yeah, the Sandman. I feel like one. he needs to do that because I, I could just picture that right now. I'm just thinking like uh, hearing those bells I- I- inside the Hammerstein. My God, dude, I'm, I I feel like I'm getting chills just thinking about it right now. Like that's gonna be freaking unbelievable. So I'm I'm kind of torn on what kind of seats I want to get for the Hammerstein. I feel like uh-huh. I need to get like front row balcony seats that's that's what yeah. i think i want to get for the hammerstein i know that's always tough because it's like i've sat in the balcony and i've also sat on the floor obviously you always love sitting on the floor that's a great experience but like especially in the hammerstein like the balcony seats are so good like yeah so it's it's yeah i don't know i mean when the ticket information comes out i'll have to decide but um but yeah man i i just kept thinking about like like what is his entrance going to be like at that in that building? Like that's going to be electric. I know. Obviously, he he had the death match uh, with Jericho in AEW, whatever a toned down version of death match, but it was definitely death match esque, right? Uh, on Dynamite, uh, what was it, like a month or two ago, or whatever. Did you get to listen to him on Talking Jericho? 
I did not actually. You no, have to listen to it. You had to yeah. listen to it. But you could tell like how much that match and that experience meant so much to him, whatever. Because it's probably like the the largest audience he's ever like performed in front of. You know, oh, like, yeah. Dynamite. But I feel like th- at the Hammerstein one, I feel like this one's gonna hit him different too. Like I'm very curious to know what his mindset's gonna be, depending on what kind of match he gets. Whether he has a match with Mox or someone else, who knows? You know, I'm sure it's gonna be kind of like emotional for him. I'm not saying he's gonna start crying or he's performing at the Hammerstein Ballroom, and you have three, you know, over three thousand people fucking losing their fucking minds for Nick Gage, bro. That's gotta be such a crazy feeling for him. I know. I mean, dude. I mean. See, he's one of the most craziest stories in wrestling. Like I said, I mean, if you watch the Dark Side of the Ring, everybody knows, uh, you know, what happened with him in the past and everything like that. And just to see the the, the type of shows that he's being involved with now, the buildings that, you know, he's having matches in now. I mean, I don't think in his wildest dreams he ever would have thought that number one, he'd be wrestling on national television and in one of his own matches, you know, a death match against a legendary wrestler in Chris Jericho. Mm-hmm. And now he's going to be running the Hammerstein Ballroom, which is one of the most famous venues, not just in New York, but in wrestling history. Right. It's, like I said, it's, yeah, I mean, it's definitely going to hit him some type of way. And I, I'd be curious to see what his thoughts are, too. Like I said, it, I, that's why I just can't wait for his entrance, because it's just going to be crazy. Yeah, like, I, I can't like wait. knowing his story and everything. I, I can't wait, too. It's obviously, um, the, the date is January uh, 23rd. And it's actually a Sunday. So I have a fucking funny feeling that they're going to make another announcement uh, that it's going to be running on regular pay-per-view too. Besides Fight TV, but Because oh. it's, 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 it's a Sunday. It's a Sunday. So you know, a fucking historical venue like the Hammerstein. And also on a Sunday, I don't know. I just get that vibe like, you know, another announcement's coming where they're going to be like on, on, you know, on pay-per-view, pay-per-view. Probably on type of fight also, but... You know, I, I don't know. I got, I got that feeling, I, and I hope they do good numbers, man. I, I, I'm almost positive they'll sell this building out. Yeah. So I was trying to think of like, you know, how, what type of matches that they could do to, to sell this thing out. And obviously, you know, I, after, after this announcement, I mean, not that I even thought beforehand, but like after this announcement, it was solidified even more so that John Moxley was not losing this GCW World Title. Mm-hmm. He's got to be on that show. He's got to, he's got to main event that show in some capacity, right? Uh, with the World Championship. Um, but you know, I, I would expect a lot of those stars from other companies, whether it's AEW and Impact, to be on that show to really help them sell out. I, even though I would love to see it sell out on its own without any of those guys, you know, added to it or announced. I mean, you know, Moxley's a given because he's the world champ. But you know, don't announce anybody else else out until you know you see how ticket sales are, because I feel like everybody, all those GCW originals, they deserve it. They and I they feel do. like. That hardcore audience, I mean, they're gonna show up and show out for that. I mean, I feel like it's gonna, it, it's gonna do some good, good ticket sales. Um, but you know, obviously, running that venue, they're gonna have to have a stacked freaking card. And uh, like I said, I expect a lot of you know guys from other companies to, to be involved in that. So I was just wondering like, what matches they could possibly do. It's a while away, so I mean, your guess is as good as mine. So I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna sit here and start predicting what I think a match card's gonna look like. Because like I said, it's not next month. It's, it's, uh, it's in the new year for God's sake. Um, but it's, it's definitely gonna be interesting. I'm definitely curious to see who they get booked for that show, and uh, you know. And, and, and what they do. Right off the bat, I'm thinking like, okay, what, what can they do? And I feel like the, kind of what you said, the GCW originals, especially the ones that we saw in those vignettes, uh, yeah. in that vignette, they need to be on the card, right? Oh, one yeah. Of, one of those guys is Joey Janela. Why don't we get lights out too between Moxley and Janela for the world title? 
GCW World Titles on the line. Yeah, yeah, I could definitely see that happening. I, I was thinking Mox Gage too, but I don't know if they'll do that. Um, I think Mox and Janela would be a fresher matchup because we just haven't seen that in quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I, I uh, dude, I'd be down for that. Like I said, I, I feel like if you're gonna do one type of crazy like gimmick, like I don't want to say death match, but a hardcore match with like weapons and stuff like that, it's gonna be the John Moxley match, and mm-hmm. really. There's not many opponents that John Mox is going to face in GCW. It's going to be Nick Gage, Joey Janela, and maybe Matt Cardona gets involved again because he never got his rematch or something like that. Maybe it's some sort of triple threat type of thing, like with Gage, Gage Mox, and Cardona. I don't know. know? Okay, here's my next question. And I was asking people um, at the show about this too. And kind of everybody was like in limbo because they don't know what's going on. Do we see Ricochet Page at the Hammerstein? I feel like he deserves it. I, I mean, yeah, if he's not signed to um to a major company or like AEW or anything around that time, I mean, honestly, why not? You know. But even I, if I, he did sign he, with AEW, I still feel yeah, like he still could. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like I, I just I don't see why not. It, like you said, he definitely deserves it. I feel like everybody that has contributed to GCW in some way, shape, or form. Whether they're you know not doing shows for GCW anymore or not, they should be involved in that you know in some way. Um, so so we're definitely gonna get a women's match on the show. We're definitely gonna see like a crazy scramble match. I would actually like to see kind of like the scramble match that we got at War Games with the ladders. Yeah, maybe they'll do a ladder match. Yeah, and that's that's one thing. So maybe if they can't do like a death match, they'll do a lot of gimmick matches like that, like a ladder match. Um, you know, I don't really know what other really huge gimmick matches that they they. They really and work. and during that scramble match, you know somebody's gonna be jumping off the balcony, like we we seen oh, like yeah. you know like Ring of Honor and ECW shows. <laughs> oh yeah, I, you, you know there's gonna be some crazy shit going on on down on that show, man. They they're not gonna screw around. They're gonna they're gonna go hard, and uh, everybody's gonna be so motivated, so amped. It's gonna be one special night, and that's kind of after this announcement too. I was uh, it made me feel a little bit better about missing this past weekend because I was like, you know, at least I got that to look forward to now, and there's no way in hell I'm missing that show. Um, but yeah, I mean, my mind was immediately going to like, all right, what's the card going to be? Mm-hmm. Uh, Look the territory, way, brother. <laughs> yeah. I, I just, I have no doubt it's going to be great though, no matter what it is. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. I mean, what a way to kick off the new year, you know? I also enjoyed in the vignette that Cardona was in it because it kind of solidified the fact that, you he's know, here to stay. he's here to stay and that he wants to do right by GCW. Like, mm-hmm. you, you know really cares that he really cares and it kind of goes back to like all these different podcasts and interviews he's done like he's trying to get more attention to gcw and i feel like he's done that and let's be honest too like why why would he leave gcw right now like like why like you know in the beginning of when he first came in nobody really knew how long he was going to be doing this for when he won the world title it was a little bit more apparent that he'd be here for a long while and then when he lost it everybody said oh well he's he's probably done but why would he be done? All he's doing is impact right now. And I mean, no offense to him, but I don't see him. Like, where is he going to go? He's not He's not going back to WWE. I mean, I don't, I don't see AEW signing him. They, they had their chance. I don't think they're high on him. No matter no matter what he's been doing with GCW, I still don't think they're, they're that high on him to sign him. So, like, what else is he really going to do for the rest of his wrestling career? Like, why would he ever leave GCW, you know? Listen, this is going to piss the peckerheads off, but Matt Cardona's... GCW run alone is better than anything he's done in the WWE. Of course it is, and he'll probably be the first one to tell you that too. It, I mean, it, he had his, it's he had his just so WWE, it, but 
It's so good. And and don't get me wrong, I'm not saying that the Intercontinental Championship winner Mania and, you know, um him being an edgehead winning the tag titles and with with his best friend, um, Brian Myers and also uh, him winning the United States Championship. I'm not saying that those weren't accomplishments for him and didn't mean, mean something to him. I'm not saying that. But I just feel like the stuff that he did, he's done in GCW, not even the stuff he did, he's done in Impact or the, or the little cup of coffee he did in AEW, but the, just the stuff that he's done with GCW alone, I just feel like it's, it's just some of his best work, if not his best work. It's definitely his work in GCW has had more of an impact on the wrestling business, and he, he's really like he's got to feel good about the fact that he's really impacting a company like in a big way. Yes. Like he's really helping a company in a big way. His moments in WWE, like you said, the Intercontinental win at WrestleMania, that was great for the moment, and then right. he won it. He, he lost it twenty four hours later, mm-hmm. so it really didn't mean jack shit in the long run. It was just to give him a moment, and then they really had no plans. So it's like it really wasn't impactful. Nothing he really did, even the <clears> U.S. title. The, the tag title win at WrestleMania with Brian Myers. Yeah, of course it was cool. But why did he, why did they win the titles? Because it was in New York. If right. that WrestleMania was anywhere else, you think they would win the titles? Probably not. It was a feel good moment, a feel good story. They had a decent run. Okay, it was it was forgettable, like you know, to me. But uh, he's never really had that big of an impact on a company or anything like that, like he's had in GCW, and that's got to make him feel good. And like I said, it's he's just doing amazing work right now, and nobody ever thought that he'd be the the big one of the biggest stars in wrestling <laughs> in twenty twenty one. I mean, it's crazy. And, and and another thing is when you go back and watch that vignette, um, the Hammerstein Ballroom vignette, when you see like the all the GCW originals and Matt Cardona kind of standing there, or whatever, he doesn't look out of place. He looks like he belongs right. there. You, you know, at first, I didn't even, when, um, because I get so excited when the video played, like, I kind of, like, grabbed my phone right away to, like, text everybody and stuff like that, so, like, I took my eyes off of, um, the screen, and, like, I saw them all lined up, but I did not notice him all the way to the far yeah. right until I saw a picture online on Twitter, I think Sean Rossap tweeted it, and I saw Cardona there, I was like, wow, I was like, holy shit, like, he literally, like, it's, that's so cool to just see him, you know, there with all the... The GCW original. That that just goes to show you that not only is Cardona a great guy, besides that, but he actually wants to do right by the company, you know? Of course. Of course he does, yeah. I mean, listen, if, if that death match didn't prove that he cares so much about this company, uh, then I don't know what other proof that you need. I mean, this this dude was still pulling glass shards out of his back a few weeks ago. I don't know if you've right. seen on like, yeah, Twitter and Instagram. Was. He's going to the doctor and still getting glass pulled out of his body from like two months ago. Mm-hmm. I mean, dude, like that's what I'm saying. He literally like does not have to do any of this. Uh, some argue that he might have to because he wants to stay relevant. But I, I beg to differ, man. Uh, yeah. the, guy, the guy set financially, I'm sure. He does not it, need to go out and let, prove himself let, anymore, you had, know? Has the, the, the business that Cardona has done with GCW, specifically the death match with Nick Gage, is it the most relevant thing he's done since post WWE run? Yes, but I feel like everything he's done after that point has mattered, and I feel like he's gotten attention for it in a good way. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean, like I said, GCW fans hate him, and, you know, whether they just are, you know, leaning into the gimmick or not. I mean, I, have- I feel like after this past weekend and just seeing that, hey, he's still doing business with GCW, hey, he was in the Vienna, whatever, I feel like now it's like, okay, we're booing you to boo you because you're the bad guy. I feel like after watching the vignette and just see that he's still sticking around, people are like, okay, we're booing you just to boo you, but we know that you're in it for the long run and you actually want to do right by GCW. 
I hope so. I mean, I'm not too sure with with some of these hardcore. Well, teams maybe some. Well, listen. Let me not. Well, let me rephrase that. I feel like a good portion of the audience now has turned their um ways on, on Cardona, but there still is those peckerheads. You already know who I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, I, no, I can picture them right in my head right now. <laughs> what did you think of Gage and Mox? I thought it was good. Um. I don't really know what I was expecting. I think it was everything I expected. The only thing I thought, and I don't know if you, you know, you thought this being there live, watching on TV, I felt like it was a little short. I the feel match, I could have I could have sat through a lot more. I feel like they were just getting started, and then the finish comes, and it's just like, oh, okay, well that was it. And then the way Mox leaves the ring, yeah, he went to the commentary commentary table, um, and then he walked around for a little bit, handshakes, but he he literally darted right to the back. And I thought something else was going to go down with Nick Gage just staying there. And then, you know, Nick Gage does his shtick, and then it goes off the air. I thought it was a little weird. I thought the ending of the match was a little bit anticlimactic. Not saying yes. that the impact of the move wasn't good or anything, because it was a dope spot. But I feel like a lot of people were expecting Nick Gage to, you know, kick out. Yeah. Yeah, I, it, something was weird about it. Like you said, they totally killed themselves. Like, I don't want to, like, they say... Did. Match. I'm, I'm not gonna say it was a Listen, bad match. Listen, Moxie had a fucking death match in 2021. Yeah, right after he had a freaking kid. Not too long. Oh, and he, did, did you he see Renee's tweets? Did you see yeah, Renee's yeah, tweets? Yeah. Like, I'm not liking this. <laughs> yeah, I was. I, I I always get a kick out of out of seeing her reactions to all these things. Uh, but yeah, like I said, I don't like I said I don't want to take anything away from those two guys. They really beat each other up. They killed each other. Um, I just thought it could have gone a little bit longer than it did. That was my only complaint. But then my mind started going, like, maybe they're saving some stuff for something bigger down the line for a rematch. There's I don't a, know. There's a theory and a rumor out there that they're doing a best of three. They just haven't publicized it that they're doing a best of three. But apparently, I guess the agreement is they're doing a best of three. And I don't know how long, and I don't know how long that span is. I don't know if they're going to revisit this, like, you know, six months from now, or like three months from now, or who knows, but apparently that that's kind of like the theory and rumor that's out there. Also, you know what I kind of expected too? After Mox won, I kind of expected Ricky Shane Page to come out and face off with Mox. No, no attack or nothing. Interesting. But just kind of Ricky Shane, you know, two Ohio guys or whatever, Ricky Shane Page being a former champion. You know, we've never seen a Ricky Shane Page Moxley program. You know, yeah, they they, they had a little thing on, on. I feel I feel like at AEW Dark, like during like a, a like I think it was like a six man tag or something. But that doesn't. You know, I would I would be. I, I know Ricky Shane Page has said that he's done with death matches, but I feel like if if he was to do one more, I think it would be like with John Moxley. Hey, that would be a really fresh matchup uh, that I would love to see. Now that you mention it, so I, I think that'd be cool. Yeah, I, I don't know. Like I said, I just feel like I was expecting something to happen, like maybe Mox's next challenge or something, and we did not get that. Right. Uh, you know, so like I said, maybe they do do a best of three, and maybe the final match culminates at the Hammerstein. And I would think, I mean, I don't know, but I'm just assuming that Mox is probably going to drop the belt at that show. Um, and I was thinking it might be to Nick Gage. So it would make sense for them to do a, to do a rematch there. And like I said, best of... Uh, Best of three would be awesome. So Gage can get a win back and then, you know. Um, but the only thing that's weird about that is, like, you know, well, actually, Gage would have to win the next two. Uh, but you know what? I think my, if, if Gage was to win the next two, I feel like Mox will have no problem doing it. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure he would. Yeah, I just don't know. Like I said, there's always that thing of, like, 
oh, you, you know, he, he's on, he's a big AEW star. You don't want him to, to see him lose to, I mean, granted, he's not world champion or anything in AEW, but you still don't want to make him look weak in another promotion. I don't know. I mean, I, I don't know if I, it's just me thinking too deep into right. it. Maybe AEW and Tony Khan aren't even thinking that. They don't really care. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. It's very interesting what the future might hold, especially because I, I feel like we, we have not seen the last of Mox and Gage at all. We're definitely going to get another match. At yeah. I mean, like I said, there just feels like there was more story to tell right. there. Um, and right. I kind of felt that. So, All right, dude. Speaking of uh, telling a story, Janela and Minoru Suzuki told one hell of a story on Sunday night. And I ended up telling you Monday, fucking Minoru Suzuki gave Joey Janela a New Japan match. And Joey Janela, he hung in there, bro. Did he get his ass whooped? Absolutely. But he hung in there, and they had a competitive match. I feel like Joey Janela doesn't get the credit he deserves at times for being such a great professional wrestler. Mm-hmm. And if you go back and watch the Minoru Suzuki match, I think he kind of reminds people, like, hey, I'm a great wrestler. I'm not just a spot monkey. No, I totally agree, man. I've always been a fan of Janela, and people just think he's like... Like, like he said in, in the uh, Hammerstein vignette, that people just think he's a, just a glorified backyard wrestler and nothing more. But he's super talented, man. I, I've seen so many great matches um, uh, with him on the indies. And, man, he's just he's so freaking good. I feel like, too, he hasn't really gotten that chance at AEW. Nope. His AEW run so far has really been that good. Uh, I, I always kind of hope that, you know, they have something planned for him at some point uh, just because I feel like he deserves more. But... Yeah, I mean, from I, I don't watch this show. Um, I only ordered the one on Saturday night, so I really just followed your clips on the Instagram and stuff like that, and everything else that everybody was posting on Twitter. And it looked like an awesome, awesome match. Um, I, I contemplated ordering the replay after, but I, I still sort of a Wednesday night and I still haven't done it, so I probably won't at this point. You might be um, able to find the Janela and Suzuki match on YouTube because the Gage and Mox is on there. Oh, is it? Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I ended up right. watching it. Uh, I ended up watching uh, Gage and Mox. I went back and watched it uh, Monday morning on YouTube. I kind of, kind of came out of there still like feeling the same way I did um, watching it live. Like I enjoyed the match, but I thought the the ending was just like kind of weird. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I gotta go back and uh, I gotta go see if it's on there. But uh, but yeah. The point being is, uh, I'm really glad that Janela got this match with Suzuki, and it was I had to be everything that he ever thought it was gonna be. I mean, I know he wanted this match really badly. Obviously, if you're gonna go up against Minoru Suzuki, you know you're gonna get your ass kicked. Um, but and but that's what you want. Too. You want a New Japan style match from from these Japanese guys. I mean, right. you, that's exactly what you want. So I'm glad that he got that. And uh, you know, it, it's just so cool. Like Minoru Suzuki against Joey Janela. Like I, like who thought that would be? Listen, uh, Suzuki chopping Janela sounded like gunshots in that fucking venue. Dude. Credit to Joey because he hung in there. And I think at one point the crowd was chanting. Murder Grandpa to Minoru Suzuki. <laughs> I love it. And then even afterwards, so they kind of going back to like GCW, oh, you know, beyond a fucking indie at this point. And what you're saying, it might be the third um, U.S. brand. They kind of did a tie-in to the New Japan stuff because Chris Dickinson came out kind of like uh, checking on Joey or whatever. And then Dickinson and Minoru Suzuki got face-to-face. And then they kind of cut a pro- Dickinson cut a promo saying like, Listen, right now you're in my house. Next week I'm going to be in your house and we're going to go at it or whatever. You're not done with GCW. You still have unfinished business here too. Minoru Suzuki got on the mic and he kind of did the thing. He kind of did something similar to what Nakamura 
did it in uh, a couple years ago when he first turned heel on AJ. He said, "My, I'm Japanese. My English not that good." <laughs> and then he just started cutting a promo in Japan in Japanese, and then kind of just to finish the promo, he kind of said, "I." Love GCW. Come on, bro. Like, big pop that's, for the crowd after that. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah it's uh, it's so cool to see him in the U.S. And he's on one hell of a run right now, man. Yeah. I, and obviously, I guess we could just mention it, too. I mean, he's, he's facing Brian Danielson on Friday night on AEW Rampage. Uh, <sighs> going to be freaking, I mean, yeah, we could, we could spend a whole, a whole two hours just talking about that alone. But... What a freaking run this guy is on. Thank God he's not involved in the G1, man, because we would not be getting this amazing U.S. run for, from from Suzuki. It, it's great, man. You know, it, I think we're going to end the episode talking about, like, uh, kind of like the Tony Khan comments and how we're getting, like, this quote-unquote head-to-head. And, you know, I know I originally started this episode saying, like, hey, this is mini-episode four, but this is a full-blown episode at this point. I mean, at this point, yeah. <laughs> hey, listen, we're, we're over an hour, 20 minutes. At this point, it's a full-blown episode. So, <laughs> listen, you guys got a fucking treat. You got a full-blown episode yeah. during the fucking week, okay? <laughs> yeah, right. Okay, so let's just finish up with GCW, and then we'll move on to the Tony Khan AEW stuff. I'm just so happy to see the growth on GCW, dude. I'm still on a high, the GCW weekend. And I felt the same way going back to when we attended the AEW um, Grand Slam show. You know, when you te- when you talk about excitement levels, um, and don't get me wrong, there, there's great stuff on Impact, and there's also great stuff on New Japan or whatever, whether it's some of the U.S. stuff or, or you know, even the G1 if you're watching that. And, and, hey, I know we crap on Ring of Honor too, but, like, listen, the Ring of Honor pay-per-views are always good. They always deliver too. I'm going to reframe my comments from WWE, but there is great wrestling out there. Look look at MLW fucking last weekend. They they put on the, the, the special on Vice Fightland or whatever, which Hammerstone and Jacob Fatu put on a fucking banger. You want to talk about New Japan style. That match felt like a New Japan style match. So, you know, all these different promotions, they're putting on such good stuff, you know. But just seeing the growth of GCW, like how you as a wrestling fan, even if Deathmatch Wrestling isn't your thing, how can you not be happy for this promotion on, like, the growth of the yeah. time? I mean, yeah, an indie promotion that started from the ground up that's basically turned into this big deal now i mean and it's got all these guys wanting to come work for the company and it's it's gaining buzz and and i mean yeah i mean it's just an awesome success story and and i'm a sucker for that kind of stuff man like it makes you want to support it that's why i love aew so much because it's like literally something that was built from the ground up and out of nowhere and if it wasn't for you know the young bucks kenny omega cody everybody's contracts coming up at the same time AEW wouldn't be a thing if it wasn't for a guy like Tony Khan who wanted to invest in a wrestling company, had the money to do it. Uh, you know, it would have never been a thing. It's just it makes you want to support these type of things, and it's just like, like you said, if you're a, a real wrestling fan, yeah, I mean, how could you, like you said, it even if deathmatch style is not your thing, how could you not want to support this? This is right. like, like a, a the punk rock. You know, it's like the cool like thing right now, like out there in wrestling. Like it's just like you want, you have to be a part of it, like. If you're if you don't want to be, I don't understand. Like you just don't. Like I said, I don't know how what you're looking for in professional wrestling these days. Like this is just as good as it gets. Um, so yeah, I mean, it's just like I said. Even if I wasn't didn't get into GCW recently, I would probably be on on board with this too because this is just something that real wrestling fans should be on board with. GCW is revolutionary, just like ECW was. They are the modern-day ECW. It has that buzz. It has that feel about them. And I'm sure that they're going to sell out the Hammerstein Ballroom. But I do like um, some of the peckerheads 
that they they're starting to see like all this buzz on GCW, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh my god, I can't wait. Um, you know, finally GCW, you know, doing it at the Hammerstein Ballroom, or whatever. I'm like, dude, they they just ran New York like like, like a month or two ago. Like, yeah. they, they 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 just not just showed up in New York all of a sudden. But you know, whatever. Some people are just late to the party, or they just want to jump on something because. Hey, hey, honestly, but they, if they're gonna jump right. on board to support. I'm all for it. Man. Yeah, do yeah, it, do it well. now so they can fucking right. sell out this venue. Like I want them right. to sell out. Very happy for GCW. But let's talk about AEW. Let's listen. They made a big announcement. First of all, there's no dynamite this week. That's why we're recording right now on a Wednesday night. They made this big announcement. They're gonna do a buy-in for Rampage. And normally there's only buy-ins for like pay-per-views or whatever. But Tony Khan decided like, hey, we're gonna do a buy-in, and he legit is giving us two pay-per-view quality matches <laughs> on the buy-in. I mean, dude, I-, I saw a tweet that was perfect. It was like. Imagine being in a position of power where you could just nonchalantly announce that you booked Minoru Suzuki versus Brian Danielson in three days on a random Tuesday afternoon. Like, it's just like, I was not expecting that whatsoever. And it's funny, too, because, so, Tony Khan was on the, uh, he was on WFAN Sports Radio, which is, I listen to that all the, the time. The fan, I, right? The fan. Yeah, on the fan. Yeah, I didn't know he was, um, he was going to be on there, so I, I saw it after the fact, but, um... He broke the news on there, and it's funny because the WFAN Twitter account tweeted that Brian Danielson and Bobby Fish were going to be fighting on the buy on Rampage on YouTube, and I was like, "What?" Like that was originally, which originally was supposed to be on Dynamite, so everybody thought, right? Right. So I was like, "Why would they pull that off of TNT and put that on YouTube?" I said, "It's not even like that's not even a reason to, to take viewers away from SmackDown because you could still have SmackDown on your TV." And you can watch that match on YouTube. So that makes no sense. Then later on, they, if you if you listen to the Tony Khan interview, which I did afterwards, um, the, the tweet was just worded wrongly. He says that Bobby Fish and Brian were going to be in singles action, not against each other, but in different matches. So I was like, oh, okay. And then, um, and then he announced uh, that Bobby Fish was going to go against Lee Moriarty on, uh, I, I believe, with Robbie Fox on Barstool. And then he specifically didn't announce Brian's opponent. So in my head, I'm starting to think like, he's got to have some, this guy's got to have something up his freaking sleeve. And, and I'm at I was actually at CBS. I was picking up some a uh, couple of things, and um, and I see Brian from the Royal Ramble. He he posted in our chat with oh my oh my fucking god OMFG with a bunch of exclamations, and I opened it. I was like, holy shit, man! This guy has done it again. Tony Khan, this week alone, right? People have gotten the vibe from Tony Khan, like, yo, he just doesn't give a shit, right? But this week alone, he kind of solidified that. Dude, just, he's just fucking putting it all out there. He does not care whatsoever. And, and I'm not mad about it. And this is the type of pressure, right, that WWE needs. Because besides Smack, their products as a whole is god-awful and boring. NXT is unwatchable, even though I'm happy for my boy Carmelo Hayes. Monday Night Raw, do we have to say much about it? SmackDown's the only thing they have. And guess what? Even though I enjoy SmackDown, not everything on SmackDown is great. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I don't, you know, I'm usually doing other things on Fridays, and I, I have it on the DVR, but I never go back and watch it. So, so even that, it's just like, I haven't watched it in so long, and I haven't feel like I miss anything. Like, yeah, it, it's 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 the better show, but I mean, really, like, that's not saying much, you know? I don't know, dude. Kind of like what we, we, we talked about in the beginning of the show. There's so much excitement going on in all different parts, uh, 
and promotions of wrestling, right? You know, specifically AEW, you know, GCW coming out of a, such an incredible weekend, right? WWE, man, I hate to, to be that type of guy that it's just WWE, right? Kind of like, kind of like how we named the last episode of, of the show. It, it's WWE. That's why I don't, I don't, I don't know, dude, they, they need to do something. They, they really have become, I won't even say a shell. They, they just become kind of such a, a, a corporate entity, kind of like Disney. You know, and I don't mean that yeah. in a good way. I, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's just there's no excitement there. Besides the Roman Reigns stuff, that's like their their savior, I guess. Everything yeah. else is just what the fuck. And you know, but like you said before, uh, like they need this type of pressure from the AEW to be better, uh, dude. I just don't think they're ever going to change their ways. I, I really don't. I don't think there's anything that AEW can do to pressure them to change for the better. I just don't. I just feel like they would have done it already. Um, they're going to do things the way they want to do it. Okay, they tried with NXT to go ahead with AEW. It didn't work. So Vince went back to the drawing board, and he is now making NXT what he wants it to be. And I just feel like as as long as he's making his money, which he will continue to make his money, um, yeah, the attendance is, is, has not been good at shows. This past Monday night on Raw, it was like the lowest – attended show like in a long time um the ratings keep dipping down you know but at, there's always going to be people that watch wwe i mean, that, I mean uh, we're, we're yeah the two of us watch it i mean we say how bad it is but I, i'm never going to stop watching it you know i mean i don't watch it like i don't watch smackdown i don't really watch raw but like i'm always up to date i'll watch the pay-per-views right. i'll still attend the shows when they come here um so i'll never not like wwe or be a fan but it's just like, I just feel like it is what it is. You either like it or you don't like it. You just have to deal with it. I just feel like they have their way of doing things. And like you said, they're, they're a corporate entity like Disney. They are making so much damn money. They got NBC, Universal, Peacock to buy their network from them. They're, they're, they're doing great outside of, you know, the, the television show. Right. So, like, everything outside the company has could not be any better. They're getting a new... Um, I think they're getting new, new corporate headquarters soon, too. They're knocking down the old building. Things could not be better for the company outside of the wrestling product, which they don't even want it to be known as a wrestling product. So I just feel like in that case, nothing is ever going to change. They're doing stadium shows now, like a, like a freaking seven stadium shows a year. They don't care how the TV product is or if, if me and you or – Joe Schmo, some hardcore GCW fan doesn't watch Raw or SmackDown. They don't care. They're not going to lose sleep over it because with every fan that they lose, they gain a few more. It's just the way it is. It's a family product. Families watch it. Kids love it. Listen, I'm going on a rant here, man, but this is what it is. WWE is what it is. And it's like I said, I, I, I people keep saying, oh, they need competition. They need competition. It's good. They nothing is gonna change how they do things. It, it's just not. After NXT this week, um, we got the premiere, the series premiere of Chucky, and you're probably wondering why. Why are you bringing up Chucky? And there's a reason why I'm bringing this up. So during Monday Night Raw, the Chucky account, right? Because Chucky has a Twitter account. They tweeted out less talking, more wrestling. That has to. I don't know if, if whoever runs the Chucky account like is a wrestling fan. Or they, or they probably saw like how the raw numbers are doing so low, or whatever that they're just trolling WWE. 
but must who, have been the first time watching. But whoever whoever tweeted this out that runs the Chucky account, that's fucking genius. I mean, yeah, it's true. Uh, but like I said, they they must have not been watching Monday Night Raw for the past uh, however many years because almost, that's how it's been. Listen, I'm almost convinced. I, I would like to pull up um, access to that now, but like I will, I'm almost willing to bet the the Chucky series premiere drew a better number than Raw. Yeah, I, I mean. I, I don't really look too much into ratings, I'll be honest. I, I usually just look at the... No, I don't either, but I just, for like, shits yeah. and giggles, I'm almost positive Chucky probably drew a better rating. It, prob- it probably did. <laughs> I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be shocked. It's Like I said, I, I at this point, nothing surprises me anymore. Oh, dude. Listen, we spoke a, a lot of great stuff on this episode. We talked about... I'm glad we did it. Yeah. I know. You know, this this ended up being a full-blown episode. It went from just being like, ah, we'll just do a little mini-show to being a full-blown episode. Yeah. We talked about in Japan. We talked about all the great things, GCW stuff. We talked about how Tony Khan's a madman in a good way. And then we talked about how WWE just is WWE. <laughs> it, is, uh, it is what it is. It just does... It's just there, man. It's there. Yeah. So... You know, some before we wrap up, some house cleaning news. The next time we do an episode, unless Ryan and myself do another weekly episode during midweek, which I don't think that's going to happen, will probably be not this weekend coming up, but the following weekend. I think we'll be back in studio. Um, we'll get Leo back on board, and you know, we'll we'll do our regular shtick. So it'll probably be not this Sunday, but the following Sunday. Yeah, yeah, that works for me. Uh, this was cool, though, man. I mean, like I said. I don't, after work, you know, I, I kind of just chill. I relax. Right. And if there's no wrestling on, you know, I was watching hockey before. Uh, you know, I just kind of relax. So, you know, it, 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 this was cool to do. And without Dynamite tonight, man, I don't know what to do. Like I said, I always look forward to Dynamites every week, every Wednesday. So I was kind of lost tonight. So I was glad we did this. I know. So, you know, now that you mentioned that, I also want to uh, throw it in there. So I'm not going to watch Dynamite this week because I'll be in New Japan. Oh, yeah, right. so, well, I'm not going to watch it either because I have other things going on on Saturday, too. But, well, well, there goes that. So if you're, if you're looking yeah. for, like, Dynamite updates, whether it's on our Twitter or our Instagram this weekend, yeah, that's it. not going to happen. That's not going to happen. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to be watching. Uh, I'm going to try and watch Rampage on Friday night uh, and the buy-in and stuff like that. Suzuki and Brian, we're going to try and watch that live. I don't really got anything going on on Friday night, but um, I know for a fact Saturday will not be around. I hate the Saturday night shit, man. I think we got it next week, too. We got Saturday night Dynamite next week yo and and next weekend neck if i'm not mistaken it's gonna be so much wrestling next saturday because you have the AEW dynamite then you have impacts bound for glory and then you have the gcw show yeah yeah i know man i know it's like i said it's a good problem to have there's so much wrestling but man it's it's like it's so impossible when's the the finals of the g1 oh god dude i don't even know imagine that's next weekend too i don't even it could be i don't know it probably it is. What the fuck? I have no clue. Oh my god! I will Dude, figure I'm, this out. I'm curious now. When is the finals of the G1? Oh, Ryan's about to look it up. <laughs> I know. I'm, I'm about to like. I'm, I don't even know. Like, hold on. Let's see if I can find it. Oh yeah. my god! I'm on the air right now because I feel like if it's not there that weekend, I feel like it could be. Let's see. What do we got here? G1. Um. I don't even know. I just Googled Thursday, it. October twenty first, five a.m. First. All right, so that's a that's a Thursday. Oh wow, that's weird. Yeah, that, that, that's on a, Thursday. That's a Thursday. So all right, well, yeah, it's it's, it's next week. So I mean, it's, it's a lot of stuff to talk about. So well, uh, I, yeah, I guess I'll I guess I'll try to stay up and watch the final next week. Yeah, I was Thursday, Thursday. So it's Thursday morning. Thursday, right? five yeah. a.m. I guess I could probably I'll probably do that too. It'll probably be. 
I don't know what time it is, but um, maybe we could do. Yeah, I maybe, like maybe after watch. the fu- maybe after the final, we could do like a fucking. <laughs> we'll do a fucking Instagram live at fucking eight in the morning, like assholes. <laughs> Five in the morning, yeah. People getting the notification, getting woken up. Doctors <laughs> is live. What? What the freak are they doing up? <laughs> All right, Ryan, give me your plugs, man. It was fun. Right. It's been fun to and, show. Uh, <laughs> at, at Lucha Outsiders on Twitter, as always. Uh, doing a lot of live tweeting on there lately i live tweeted the whole entire gcw fight club show and uh you know just just uh anything else that goes on so definitely follow on there if you're not already jesus christ this, this dude has another account my boy brian on the royal ramble i have to find the app for this account it's, now it changes every week it's royal ramble wrestling w-r-a-s-s-l-i-n yes mm-hmm. uh I'm not spelling this out every single week when I get the plug, so you gotta go better go and follow it right now. I'll, I'll, I'll tag him in the post. I'll you know I'll put it in the bio. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, because this dude has been just getting his accounts lost all the time. He's putting in so much hard work, and hey, good good for him not giving up, and he keeps making more accounts. Listen, if this was me, was this is his third account. After the after the first one, I probably would have contemplated giving up, man. And after the second one, I would have said, I'm it, it, it really I'm does done. suck, man. I remember when they yeah. disabled our page for no apparent reason. I was fucking depressed for like two days. I wanted to like commit suicide. That's <laughs> it was. I know. It's it, people say, oh, social media is not life, but like if you put that much work into a page like that, and and like it becomes a big part of your life. Mm-hmm. And if you lose it for no reason and you can't ever get it back, mm-hmm. like. I feel that way with my personal Instagram. Like I have, po- I have pictures on there and memories from like ever since I started Instagram, like years ago, like twenty thirteen. But I ever lost my Instagram, but I'd be kind of like I feel some type of way. You know, like, here's a fl- here's the flip side of that, and I think I might have told you this too when they disabled disabled our page. If they would have shut down my personal account, I would have given a fuck. It was the Lucha page to me yeah, that yeah. that it's just like, bro, why? Like we didn't we didn't do anything. Yeah, it's without explanation. That's so freaking frustrating. But uh, but nonetheless, he got a, he got a new account. So yeah. Royal Ramble Wrestling, go follow on there. All right, you can follow me at RadarSys87. Make sure you follow us at Lucha Outsiders everywhere: Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. If you enjoyed today's episode, which was supposed to be a mini-sode and then ended up becoming a full-blown episode, if you enjoyed the episode. Make sure you leave us a you know some comments, some grievances, a rating, a review. Let us know if you enjoy the show, and then also let us know if we piss you off, which. We love to do. <laughs> Please let us know. Uh, for the old man Leo that's not here, for our double Ryan Radar, I'm yours truly, Mr. Rated R. Till next time, keep it Rated R, and stay too sweet. Goodbye. And good night, Ben.